Oh, that was hard doing this. It was hard. <laughs> it was hard. It was actually also surprising. I forget that I've been doing this for a little while now. You know, like I've been doing these tens, just ten tracks for like, actually since we met at Do, that's when I started it. When I came back from Do, I decided that I was going to turn it into a bit more of a formal thing rather than just sharing tunes with friends. Yeah. And doing a playlist. Then it was every month or every two weeks, and now it's turned into every week. Yeah, it is hard. Unless you set yourself, like, strict parameters of it all has to be a certain genre or it all has to be a year or it has to be, I don't know. I've never done single artists, so I always try and mix it up. And I do have some little rules, like... Normally, I try and don't have more than one song by any one artist in a 10. I failed that. Yeah, good lad. I thought you might. I didn't tell you these rules, though, did I? I failed that, but I can easily unfail that. But I think when you hear the artist, you will go, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do not doubt your musical taste, having listened to lots of songs that you've suggested to me. I was going to ask you, I'm in a group on WhatsApp called Old Dudes New Music. Okay. And I don't know anyone in the group. I mean, there's one bloke I met, and because I use a lot of music in my presentations, he came up to me afterwards and said, do you want to join this group? And I said, yes. It's a gold mine, and I have to work harder. I'm not going to pop anything on there that isn't great. So I have to work harder because that's ego, right? And they do hard work for me. It's amazing. So I will just get permission that I can do that, and I will do that. Yeah, yeah, put me in it. Put me in it. No, I like, I like the test and I like the challenge. Where possible, it has to be that you can't have more than one artist. And also the other thing I've tried and occasionally fail at or occasionally bend my own rules is that if I'm doing it for Hot 10 for my weekly playlist, I try to not have had it in a Hot 10 before. Yeah. Unless I'm doing like a best of the year or a best of the decade or things like that, and in which case they do come up. But there's probably only half a dozen to ten, maybe a dozen that have featured more than once. But, I mean, I think they're all sensible rules, right? Well, there's so much music out there, isn't there? Yeah, there's, the thing is, what I've found in all of this is it's really easy to be lazy And it's really easy to seek solace in the comfort of the past rather than find the discomfort of the future or the present and be comfortable with that. And so Stone Roses will go on. If I, you know, if I didn't work harder, every week I'd be playing it front to back. Beatles White Album, certainly disc one, front to back, every single week. Clash, every week. The House Martins, London Nil Hole 4, you know, So my most popular on Spotify this year, and bear in mind, and everyone says this, I know, but my Spotify count is the one that we have on in the car because the Tesla has Spotify embedded. And so mine's on there. So so people are always playing shite, like not shite. Actually, they're playing quite good stuff. What's the chap? What's the chap who looks like he, someone wrote, this is what happens when you shit yourself at your nans and you've got to borrow some clothes. Um, Harry, um, is it Harry? Harry Styles. Yeah, his album's amazing. Yeah, it is good. Genuinely good. And actually, you tweaked me on to um, Carly's new album, which I have to say is very handy. Well, that was actually track 12. I can't remember which one, but one of those tracks was track 12. It's that pure disco, that like Studio 54. It's probably 1981 and, and and you've just, you know, it's that. Anyway, where should we go first? I got 10 in the end. Did you get down to 10? I did, actually, yeah. I was a little bit upset about the one that I had to axe. I had a bit of toing and froing over two particular songs. One went out, then one came back in, and then it went back out again. So, yes, now I got to 10, and I think I would say that this 10 reasonably well, or very well, actually, represents my you know listening habits over the year and also what anyone who knows me and anyone who listens to my Hot 10 stuff would expect to be in this sort of list. So, you know, bit of hip-hop, bit of urban, bit of grime, bit of disco, bit of pop, plenty of electronic music, and obviously some bangers, because you've got to have some bangers. Mine isn't even as well thought through in order as that. I just went through my Spotify playlists for the last year, 
and went, oh, that's a cracker, and put it in. And some of them surprised me. Some of them really surprised me. Have you checked that they were all released? 2020, yeah. yeah. So that's what made this... I'm going to get the fact-checking police on us. No, no, you're more than welcome to do that. But that's what made this hard. Yeah, yeah. What made it hard is a couple of them, I'm like, oh, that's good. Oh, 2019. And I couldn't put it in. No, they're all 2020. So I think you should go first. Okay, my first of my 10, let's call them favourite songs of 2020, is this one. Kind of menaces to sobriety, like what? What? Super thug is dumping what? on a cut. What? 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 My motherfucking Uzi weighs a ton. Hit the drum till you hear it go. Brilliant. So that is Out of Sight by Ron Jules. As you know, Mark, and I hope a few other people know, taking off their fourth album. Such an amazing album. Released in the right way at perfectly the right time. I mean, obviously... They did not plan to release a very political album, but also a very of-the-time album with lyrics, tunes, messages, all absolutely couldn't have come at a better time. And rightly so, most of the music press and magazines rated it as the top album of the year. It was an astonishing album, and as you say, launched free, if I remember rightly. Yeah. Frankly, as stuff got serious and righteous and incredibly importantly righteous, and this is where leaders are born, Pete. It wasn't just the album. It was the fact that Killer Mike then stood up and led and was honest and vulnerable in a way that isn't very common, that doesn't happen often. Everything about them, I mean, they're, in a, they're one of my favourites. They're one of your favourites. You bought me the T-shirt. Made my day, year, yeah, and genuinely blew me away. And I, you unsurprisingly, I have one of their tracks on my top 10 as well. In my top 10, I'm concerned, I was concerned in making it that there wasn't as much hip hop as I would like there to be. And potentially that is because there wasn't masses of awesome hip hop released last year. I'm sure people will tell me different. But that album was definitely a cut above the rest, and that song was my favourite. But that's also because I, as alongside Run the Jewels, I'm also a big fan of Two Chains, who's a complete lunatic. Totally, I loved it. It's a great album, and you know that's Run the Jewels four, and it was brilliant. But frankly, Run the Jewels three, two, and one are also brilliant. They are Atlanta's finest hip hop. They're America's finest hip hop band. So my first one, similarly, um, timing couldn't have been more important is salt and it's this one don't shoot gun sound don't shoot gun sound beautifully and gently done with just this incredibly powerful message and you know the whole the whole kind of mystique of the band with their first album five the second album seven and then this incredible album you know i could have picked more than one in fact i did pick more than one track off this album really politically bang on um, musically beautiful simple and haunting 
Yeah, again, very good album. I was just checking my own list. I think I might have dropped Salt out of mind. They were there for a bit, but then they might have ended up not making it in. But yes. So the other good thing about that Salt album is that there's so many standout tunes. And I love an album that you can't pigeonhole. Yeah. Really difficult to pigeonhole because it's not really, you know, there's so many different good clashes of style and sounds and it's on a song-by-song song basis, you know. What, some of the songs sound like Afrobeat, and some of them sound like, you know, electro-pop. Yeah, they do. There's such a great clash of sounds going on on that album. And, and it, the production, I can't say my dad, the production is so beautiful, and it's so lightly done. You know, you get clumsy producers like Ronson, who kind of comes in all jazz and... It just, I mean, it can work, right? But it can also fail. Whoever produced this, and I should know, just was, it was so beautifully and gently done. So what's your number two? My number two is this. But I don't know no different Cause I was in jail up north When they the coalition Fresh from my book coke and whipped out I put some roses where my wrist is You ain't never made their birthday cake from digestive biscuits But I had to take them and juice that piss test Every day I look up to the Lord Give thanks for all this litness Come on fresh out the system, gymless Running with smoke on my drones Pigs wood with a camera on me Not the one from Dipset I, still I love it, I've not heard it Interesting that the first two songs, albums, artists were very much right for the time and all the things that were going on in the US. And these guys, so this is Heady One, AJ Tracy and Stormzy. And again, some of the lyrics, some of the stuff that Heady One talks about in his music is like, so right now, happening right this minute, very, very real but also from my perspective, covered in some amazing beats and astonishing bass line. I think this year, I think because I haven't been commuting much, a lot of the time that I'm listening to music is back in my car, like when I was 17, 18, 19. <laughs> yeah. And when you're that age, it really mattered that in my case, my stereo had to be worth more than the car itself, right? <laughs> and uh, anything you could do to jack up the bass was important. And that song and the general sort of that scene, if you like, so grime, urban, again, pigeonhole it or call it whatever you like, it's all about the bass line. Yeah. And the other bit that I love is, we didn't get to him on that, but AJ Tracy, when he raps, he raps fast. And he gets it right over the top of the beat. And the reason he quotes for being able to do that is that his mum was a jungle DJ in the 90s. So he grew up like age seven rapping to jungle beats, which I absolutely love that story. That's brilliant. But uh, it's, you know, urban grime. It's more youthful, I guess, but it's important to me to keep listening to as many different types of music as possible because I, I enjoy that and I feel like it keeps you young if you do. So I, th I think it's a brilliant track. I've not heard it and I'm ever so slightly ashamed that I haven't heard it. In fact, I'm looking at, I can see your list now and I'm looking at those and we don't overlap at all and I don't know half of them. So this is a great session for me. Don't worry, you, you'll discover them. I didn't know that many of yours, but the, this is a good thing, isn't it? Because it's all about expanding... That's one of the reasons I do playlists or so many playlists is because I like to keep expanding musical canon as much as possible. You've got to, otherwise you shrink, right? Yeah. Well, like you said, I know a lot of people who do just listen to the same songs and that's fine. And I could do you a playlist of, actually, we should do this one time. I've just started doing it, which is a list of the songs that you feel over the years you've come back to the most. Yes. So which tracks do you play the most? And those are great, and you'll always have those, and they'll always be in your locker, but it's definitely worth reaching out from time to time. 
So what's your... Um... So my number two is a real... Like this, there's, on paper, I'm kind of ashamed. I'm, I, you see me, I'm already backing off from the camera. On paper, this isn't a song I would normally be playing a lot of, right? I can't remember how I found it, but I think I might have heard... I can't remember, maybe heard it on the radio. And I put it on a playlist thinking, uh, you know, I, I might playlist a 20 long, and it might have been like track 19 or track 20 thinking, oh, it's, it's interesting, but it's just there's something that's just a little bit embarrassing about it. And I put it on, and it was the track I played first off that playlist every single time. I didn't start with track one. I started with track whatever it was, so much so that I moved it to track two in the playlist because I just knew I was going to be playing it. And it's called Hold On by Gabby and Moody Man. And it is, it, the, I just love it. I'll tell you what it is. After the Craig Charles Funk and Soul show on Radio 6 on a Saturday night, I, I do the cooking on a Saturday night. We have two nights each in our house. There's eight of us and we pair up. And after me and Mabel, me and Moo, after Craig Charles is finished, we're normally either putting away and washing up or we're finishing off the cooking. And I don't like what comes on next and I can't remember who it is. This is the track that I put on because I'm in that mood. I've got that kind of like soul feel. And then I put this on and it, it's just, I just love it. start this record all over again yeah. i get another drink i sound a way lot better when you've got a drink inside and it's just a beat that it's i can't stop moving to it pete on paper nothing i should like in practice probably my second most played record of the year probably absolutely love it i haven't heard that one but i've literally just written it down that'll find its way into a hot 10 before too long Superb. that is a banger I would say there is some music, there is a bit of music in my list that's quite similar to that because of this, in my view, frankly, wonderful resurgence of, you know, disco and sort of disco funky house that's come back over the last couple of years, which is not a minute too soon, frankly, in my book. I'm with you. Right, so my, in no particular order, number three is... First class fight to a lay as soon as I land with a paper plane. Soon touch back in the ends, 110 on the M trying to take a chase. Big fat stack in my bag when I unzip that for the make it rain. Call when we run down this rain, right wrist and left wrist that's rain. She said, What gone? What's going on? Why am I wet? Gallas rain. Call when we run down this rain, right wrist and left wrist that's rain. She said, What gone? What's going on? Why am I wet? Gallas rain. Me and our kid doing up money, gal on curry, neck McFlurry. When you snap your seats, that's funny. Jean say, please be a bank, says bummy. I was loony before I made tunes, now I'm AJ, but my AP's fucks bunny. Big boogers on my watch, that's runny. No drip, but I flick this man, hurry. I think it is very important to stay in touch with the music that your kids listen to. I'm with you, and I love it. I love H. When they told me about H, I thought they were talking about H from Steps. <laughs> I had a proper moment. And then they played me some H, and I went, oh, it's H, not H. I get it. Now that's much better. He's money. He's from money. I love it. I absolutely love it. I, I love it. I think it's really good. 
I listened to an interview. Actually, it wasn't these guys. It, it was actually an interview with Tiny Temple that I listened to a little while ago. I think earlier last year. He was talking from a perspective that I hadn't necessarily appreciated. And that is that people like him, Stormzy, H, AJ Tracy, a lot of the kids, I guess, or young, you know, young adults, a lot of the geezers and ladies who are coming up through that scene now grew up aspiring basically to be Jay-Z, Kanye. They looked up to all those American rappers who came from the street, came from nothing, and are now hip-hop billionaires, right? Yeah. So it puts a totally different perspective on this idea of pop, selling out, etc. They don't see it as selling out. They see it as being successful because that's what their mentors and the people that they idolise have done. They've started off underground and they've ended up selling billions of dollars worth of records. And that's what these guys are trying to do too. And a lot of them are, you know, taking over certain parts of popular radio, the charts and all that stuff, doing it. And frankly, good luck to them. I was going to say, frankly, more of it. Yeah. The most exciting music at the moment does, to a degree, make you feel uncomfortable. Well, it does two things for me. First of all, when I was younger, so when I was the age that most of these dudes are, and I started listening to hip-hop in, you know, early 90s, everything was US. It was always looking to the US because that's where all the best music of that sort, hip-hop, beat music, etc., was coming from. Then, you know, we caught up a bit with what you might call the sort of trip-hop and bass music type stuff, so Massive Attack and Left Field and all that kind of stuff, which was equally as bass-heavy but not hip-hop or rap. But now, listening to all this stuff, and I do listen to some US rap, but a lot of it doesn't really float my boat, I now love the fact, having spent years sort of searching for British urban music or British hip-hop and rap that now I think a lot of the stuff that these guys are doing is better than what's coming out of the US with the exception of people like Run the Jules and things like that. I agree. And I love the fact that they're right up there and selling lots of records and being successful. No, I agree entirely, completely. And it is the most exciting form of music on the planet. Well, in the UK, um, in the Western world, there is K-pop, of course. No, this definitely the most exciting form of music around and it does make you feel uncomfortable and i love that and music should do it should question everything so i won't play this for long but number three for me um it were back to run the jewels and it's the track yankee and the brave which is my favorite track off that album this week on yankee and the brave back at it like a crack addict mr black magic crack a beast back power crack a craft magic big daddy smoking big tally in a black alley in a black Rolling down old natty how Napping Maddie as a black granddaddy All back, no capping, fat black Both captain stay floating, no flapping Wave runner, I'm a gunner I'ma have your block hot as a sauna All summer, and I put that on Osama And my motherfucking mama I'ma terrorize the actors playing like they want some drama I'ma chop them with a chopper Till I motherfucking drop them I might be a white boy from Leicestershire But I spend a lot of time in Atlanta and it is the most creative rainbow city of color. Love everything about it. And I know only one of them is from Atlanta. I know the other one's from New York. But I can't help but walk through Atlanta with their albums permanently playing in my AirPods because they're brilliant. That's it. I have nothing else to add. It's genius. I like walking through Chelsea or Fulham with their music playing. <laughs> and everybody thinking that you're not listening to some Atlanta lunatic telling everyone to go fuck himself. <laughs> but it's brilliant. I mean, and lyrically, it's poetry. It's poetically Very perfect. And the way that he delivers that song in particular, I mean, the, the guy's ability to rap with very little oxygen left in his body is incredible. It's a beautiful. Everything about it is beautiful. I love it. I like the fact that both Brother Jules and H, AJ Drayton Stormzy, both of those scenes you have to get into them a bit to understand what they're talking about. And I mean that in a good way, in a slang way, in a, as you say, lyrically, poetically, understand what the message is that they're trying to get across. 
sometimes it's a popular thing and it's, you know, slightly different, but I, I love that piecing together what it is they're talking about. And when you get it, you love it. I love it. What have you got number four then? Number four. until I listened to this at the weekend and thought it could have been a ha. The beginning's like a ha. Right, three things. First of all, it's the biggest selling pop record of last year. Whoa. In the UK. So that's one reason to put it in. The second reason to put it in is that it is a beautiful, wonderful slice of 80s electro pop. And frankly, yeah. if electro pop is still alive and well, then we need it in a playlist. And the third reason for me is that I love The weekend. He feels to me like a mixture of a couple of artists. He's definitely got a bit of MJ in there, particularly around his voice and some of the beats and production that he uses. But the bit that I love is he's very like Prince in that he sings about and talks about things that you don't know are there unless you listen to the lyrics, right? So there's utter filth. In most of his, in a lot of his songs, exactly the same as Prince used to talk about. And there's also a lot of references to, well, recreational pharmaceuticals. Again, that unless you understand what he's talking about, or you're listening out for them, you don't hear them. And I think that's quite nice because I always remember growing up listening to pop songs or popular songs being sung by the likes of, you know, George Michael and Freddie Mercury and those sorts of people and Prince. And you just enjoyed it for the song. You didn't know what they were singing about. Yeah. And I think, again, keeping up with my children, listening to those songs, they just love them for the beat and the singing voice. It's very true. It's amazing. That is a great, I'd forgotten all about that. And I can't remember anything on your list apart from I did spot later on, and I suspect another slice of 80s synth pop masquerading as a current music. And she's amazing. So I'm, ple- I'm really pleased you've popped her in there. I bumped into her once in Camden. She completely blew my mind, if I'm honest with you. Yeah. Anyway, um, so my number four, my number four. Look, I can't do a top 10 without having Damon Albarn in it because I think the guy's a genius. And I think the Gorillaz album, I just think it's incredible. But my favourite track on that album, uh, the Robert Smith's one's very good. But okay, my second favourite track, well, my joint favourite track is this one with Slow Tie and slaves and anyone that can come out of Northampton and make the noises and his politics are just so good and so bang on the money. And I think the track is beautifully produced. I mean, Alban's a genius, whether you like him or whether you don't. Your pattern. 
it's just this punk rap. I love punk and I love rap, and they come from the same place, the same, the same democratization of music and creativity, the same anger, the same desire to make things better from very different viewpoints. One of my favorite evenings this year, I paid to see the Gorillas live. I'm doing little rabbit ears for the listeners. Uh, and Slow Tie performed with Damon and it was brilliant. And they were banging around and Damon had to have a breath and, and Slow Tie's taking the piss out of him for having a breath. And Damon says, yeah, but you're about 10. <laughs> and Damon's the same age as me, 52. I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall when Slow Tie and Damon Alban met each other for the first time. Alban would have just been sick again. Yeah, mate. Here's all of the T-shirts. <laughs> I've got them all. It's exactly, yeah, but... But in a good way. In a, in a, I was going to say, in a good way, because, I mean, what I love about Alba, I mean, Albon, I don't think he's always enjoyed taking the back seat, but when I went to see Africa Express a few years ago, he very much sat at the back of the stage out of the way and just let everybody else take to the front. And you add slaves into that track, and it's a, it's a great, great track. Yeah. I love the slow time track deal with it. It's funny. I mean, that, that, that's when I first came across him. It's a brilliant track. But his album, his album's absolutely, genuinely, incredibly well done. I've got to say, Nothing Great About Britain is an amazing album. He's definitely one to watch. Yeah. So my next track is... They've made some great tunes over the years. I think that particular song and their album, to a certain extent, probably suffered a bit from not having the summer season, not having the festivals, not having any sort of live music, and therefore perhaps wasn't as big as it could have been in a normal sort of summer. But again, that tune, perfect little three minutes of electro pop, and you just whack it on, listen to it, Listen to it a couple of times and you won't get it out of your head for a week. It's a proper earworm. She's brilliant at it, mate. She's uh, the half-life of, um, was it, was it that massive track that she had, which I can't remember the name of, but I know the song. In for the Kill was a big one. In for the Kill, yeah, the half-life of that was astonishingly long. Yeah, Bulletproof was big too. Oh, oh, that's when I bumped into her in Camden. I was down there with Daisy. And we bumped into her and she was, I mean, she's, she's amazing. And you're right, it's perfect pop. So my next one's a bit different, actually. And I think I went to this one. I've never heard of the band or the performers before, but I went to this one just because I think we needed a lift this year. I think we needed something. And it's just so joyous, this track. I'm happy this morning. I'm happy this morning. Wonder why. 
there's this like layer of gospel that sits it runs all the way through that like hummus through a um a mediterranean roast vegetable sandwich pete it's holding it all together and i'd never heard of fantastic negrito and i and i don't know whether that's my fault or I, I, tank and the bangers i'd never heard of I, but i absolutely love that song and it again it became one of our car songs that was one of the ones we'd put on in the car and nobody would moan that's a good song if that happens yeah absolutely i've heard that but i can't remember where i heard it i think it was i did a um about halfway through the year i did a hot 10 which to be in that hot 10 you had to have and the in the title of your band <laughs> so it was paul and the broken bones i can't remember them all now but and i think they might have either featured in that or certainly come close but i have heard that is a cracker of a tune. it's a lovely song and, and it, you know it, it is it's one of those tracks that you put on in the car and everyone's quiet and you just think oh yeah and it's not lowest common denominator music because I can pop a couple of the Neil Diamonds on and that makes everyone happy. We put Michael Bublé on and everyone but me is happy. Um, there's a couple of tracks that are like family car tracks and five, Get On Up is one of those, right? I, can't, I won't hear a word against that track. Um, Blair, Tender, I won't hear a word against that track either. How dare you call Neil Diamond lowest common denominator? Well, Man is a living sequin legend. Do you know what we should do? That our next one should be middle of the road classics, right? And then we can have as much diamond as you want, all right? And I might pop a bit of David Gates and bread in there as well. <laughs> so you can have diamond sitting alongside, you know, the Proclaimers or something like that. Followed by Fleetwood Mac. It's just it's a perfect playlist, right? Okay, what's your number? Are we on number six now? One, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah. Here we go. So that's a little something for the weekend, Frank Moody. It's very similar to what you were talking about in terms of like you would happily follow one of Craig Charles's shows with that sort of stuff. I discovered them about two years ago, Frank Moody, and I absolutely love them. I discovered them about the same time as Parcels, who I think you might have listened to a little bit. Yeah. Again, if we were comparing them to someone, they sound a lot like early Jamiroquai and that sort of funk era of you know mid 90s but i just love really funky bass line lovely sort of slap bass going on in the background they make amazing funk music and i've seen them live a lot as well and it was one of those bands that you sort of discover in a tiny little hall and you go to see them and then you go and see them two or three times over the next sort of following 12 to 18 months and the venues gradually get bigger and bigger yeah. I think they will be getting bigger still. It's just obviously because 2020 shut everything down, there hasn't been so much live music. But yeah, love them. Great bunch of dudes, great music, and fantastic live as well. It's a great track. Honestly, that'll be on tomorrow. Okay, so my number six, I kind of went back to my, I'm going to call it indie roots, but my roots are actually glam rock. But um, there's a darkness to this song that I really like. And I love the band, Death Valley Girls, and the track is called Hold My Hand.
and there's that slight distortion and slight, I don't know, there's kind of like, there's a graveliness to the lyric, to the vocal. There's not a lot going on musically. It's a chugger, but it's got this feeling of drunken nights in a nightclub called Champagne in Bradford that I used to DJ in where it was dark and sticky and there was a brothel upstairs. And every now and again, the police would raid it and, and you'd get 20 or 30 people who weren't used and weren't expecting to be in a deep indie cellar nightclub suddenly come bursting onto the dance floor, greeted with something quite dark <laughs> like that. And there's something really lovely about it. It's nice. It feels like, as you were saying, you need the right sort of production to go with the right sort of track. And that feels like somebody made it in their garage, which is precisely how it should feel. You know, as you say, a bit gravelly, lots of stuff all going through a single channel. It's nice. I love it. Good track. Right, you're on number seven. So my number seven... Caribou. I've again listened to him over the last couple of years as he's released more and more stuff. He releases stuff under various different names, but most of the stuff comes out with Caribou. I love it because it reminds me of that sort of that breakbeat. You know, you've heard that in other songs before. Yeah. Sort of snare break. It feels a lot like Norman Cook. It's got a bit of Norman Cook's about it. It's got a bit of Moby about it. And unfortunately, he's another one who I had tickets to see him live last year, and that got pushed from May to September and beyond, and hopefully we'll be back later this year. I loved it, and it, I was picking up deep veins of Moby. Ooh, deep veins of Moby. I was picking up a lot of Moby from there. A great track, really great track. Pretty good album as well. You should definitely have a go at that one. Again, it's got a lot of different sounds and different styles all under one roof. Love it. I really loved it. So my number seven is a band called Circa Waves, who I'm certain you know and love. The album, which I can't remember the name of the album, actually, I wrote it on vinyl. Nick bought it me for my birthday. It's beautiful. But this track isn't on the album, and I, I don't know why it isn't on the album, but I really, really like this track. It's got such a lovely stoned summer feel to the track and the lyric you know uh, we all well, well i'll play it and then i'll talk about the lyric after
drink lemonade and we thought we'd be doing something great by now. It's a lullaby to lost years and kind of waking up and thinking, oh shit, I'm 27 and I, and I feel like I've just stepped out of university. It feels like a very university song to me, sitting on the grass, smoking and being with my mates and then thinking, ah, everybody else has moved on. And the album's beautiful. It's a good sentiment that my dad, who you sort of know or know. But dad's amazing. I love him. He's 74 and he still doesn't know what he wants to be when he grows up. I love that. Man. He's such a great man. So, like, I love the lyric and I, like, I love the song. I think the sentiment is one we shouldn't worry about too much. Yeah, I, I, I get that. I get that completely. Particularly at a time currently when, certainly to me, it feels like the 282nd of March, 2020. So I don't think we should worry about lost time. (laughs) Beautiful. Right, number eight. I mean, we've had some good tunes. We've had lots of good tunes, sorry. We've had a nice mixture of genres. I definitely think the next couple of songs for me, we need a little trip to dance floor. I'm sure you are aware of Disclosure. You would have heard of them before, certainly. Yeah. They are one of those groups, uh, bands, whatever you want to call them, a couple of dudes, DJs who make fabulous music. I think I've found myself always waiting for their next album to see if it sort of lives up to some of their earlier music, which was super. This album that they just released this year, or last year as we are now, sorry, it's another one of those things that I think suffered massively from there not being any massive Ibiza season, not being, you know, everyone going off on their summer holidays to find dance floors across Southern Europe. That song is an absolute banger. It's very Balearic, got lots of energy in it, and I think certainly deserved to be bigger than perhaps it was. But I used to hang out with a guy who's basically only had one dance move and it was pretty much chicken wings and throwing discs out onto the floor. Those were his moves. Brilliant. And this song is perfectly crafted for a bit of chicken wings moving around the dance floor action. It's a great track. I love it. Okay, so I'm on this one, right? So this, this is not a dance song, okay? This is a gentle, lovely... And I don't know why I like it so much, but I do. And this is by Night Shop and it's called Waiting. I was my whole life 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 waiting. Well, it's you and me. Like it always was You lied another while Just because Feels like we've always been In this parking lot We're down, so down We sure do laugh a lot We were out We were our whole lives waiting. We were our whole lives waiting. We were our whole lives waiting. 
feels familiar. It feels like the performance that the singer Black would have grown up into if he'd carried on performing. There's something sixth form, that's it. It feels like something I used to play in the sixth form in 1986. And I won't ever have that criticised. It would slip on beautifully after Lloyd Cole and the Commotions Easy Pieces album finished. And it feels like a well-worn pair of slippers. That's what it feels, not that I wear slippers, but that's what it feels like. It sounds like a glass of whiskey and a couple of cigarettes. There you go, that's your sixth form days. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's, it just sounds like sat there listening to it, maybe doing something else or maybe just listening, but there's definitely cigarette smoke and booze involved. It's lovely. I like it, whether you like it or not, it's irrelevant. It's that kind of... Yeah, I like that. It's kind of like that lovely sound, which is somewhere in between blues and folk. Yeah, it's it, it's exactly what I say. It's that familiar six-form, mid to late 80s indie but wanting to maybe appeal to a bigger audience. So he's trying his hand at something a little more mainstream. That, that's the feel of it. It's the big single off the second album that they're hoping will break the tour. You know, it's that kind of feel to it. Yeah, but it feels, it's got some soul. Oh, yeah. It's got some depth in it. Yeah. Well, the 80s were so solely and jazzy. It's very, I mean, we often write them off. I didn't mean soul in the musical sense. I meant soul in the sort of spiritual or depth sense. Yeah. But he has got a very soulful voice, though. Right. This next up for me is, I didn't know it till Spotify told me, but I was entirely happy with myself when Spotify did tell me that this was my most played song of 2020. Wow. Bass is so good. Yeah, it's got lots going for that track. So it's so hooked on your loving. It's by Celeste. It's on Defected Records. If you ever fancy dipping your toes into funky, solely upfront, disco-y house music, Defected is where you'll find lots and lots of good stuff. And that particular one is a remix by the archetypal French twiddler Moose T who a few people will be aware of some of his older tunes. Um, but that one, He's yeah. grown into himself, hasn't he? That's a lot yeah. better than his older tunes. <laughs> He's a good lad. I've played that so much this year, but luckily I'm still not sick of it and absolutely love it. <laughs> Great track, really is. Okay, so my ninth is a track called Jules by Anderson, I can never pronounce this, the next bit, Pake, Pack. I don't know. But again, it's a kitchen favourite in our house. Well, when I'm cooking anyway. You know you kinda cute with the ball head. Got a little booty in the ball maze. You know how to move with them long legs. Bring a little crew, we can all rage on. The Tesla ride smooth and the PCH. I think that I like it with the makeup on. I know that she used to all the cheapskates But I just want the ball show off, show off I ain't never put my jewels on 
working with Timberland and what's he like? You know you kinda cute with the long braids. Got a little cool with your sunny shades on. I know that you're ready if you don't go. You know I'ma wait if you don't take long. The test the ride smooth down the Tennessee. Wait, I don't wanna say it, but I have to say. The vocal sounds almost silly and overly manipulated. I love his voice. I think it's the timbre and I think it's the pace. I like the voice. It, it, it just, look, that's the way auto-tune takes your voice, doesn't it? It makes it feel overly manipulated. But I just love that song. It's one of those songs that I, it gets played every two or three days by me. I think it's great. There's a Spotify playlist that I haven't listened to for a while, but I have nicked the title on quite a few occasions. And the playlist is titled Kitchen Swagger. Oh, lovely. And uh, <laughs> it's that sort of tune, isn't it, that you're happy to swagger around your kitchen while you're making beans on toast. Entirely. Yeah, it's a firm favourite in our house, I have to say. Right, last track. Last track, yeah, look at that. My last track goes something like this. There was harmony in the music, there was harmony in the behaviour of the people, and we had a good time. <laughs> S.G. Lewis and Rye, and it is a lovely tune. It sort of feels like, I don't know, a sunset or a sunrise, one of the two. I can never quite make up my mind. She's talking about a sunrise, but I think it feels like a sat on a beach in a beach bar somewhere. I think sunset. I'm with you. I'm, I'm absolutely with you. When I wake up, I don't want to play that. But when I go to bed, I do want to play that. Exactly. And... So I discovered Rye a couple of years ago and sort of similar a bit in a way. They were a bit mysterious and nobody knew exactly who they were or where they came from and they made some great music and they've got a couple of really good albums. You should definitely check them out. Not dissimilar sort of in a way to Salt. Potentially not as political as Salt, but some of the songs and some of the melodies are delightful. That chopped bass as well, that kind of like very chopped, truncated God knows how it's made. It's a lovely sound. Yeah, disco funk, isn't it? Again, it's back to a bit of the old sort. It's back to post-Craig Charles, isn't it? That's <laughs> what it is. So my last one is mirroring my first one. It's off that Salt album, Black Is, and it's Wildfires, mm. which is probably my favourite track off the album. I think I probably play Don't Shoot more often, but I think this is my favourite track, and it's frankly very nearly perfect.
So we're crying, but we'll never show. It's just lovely. It's just such a laid back. It's at this time of night. It's a little glass of whiskey or maybe a gentle warming herbal tea. It's that kind of you want to dance, but you don't want to really dance. You're happy to dance in your chair. It's that kind of tune. It was number 11 on my list. Was it? Was it that track that was number 11? That's super. I'm so happy that you put it in because it has dropped out and it's very likely to go back in at some stage. It's actually in the current top 10 that I released on Friday, which was exactly that. It was a sort of kind of like a chilled 10 tracks and that was towards the end. Yeah, I, I don't know this, but I wonder whether it was recorded with old style microphones because her voice sounds like oh, thought. sort of, you know, jazz era type recording, doesn't it? Like she's singing through a French horn type thing. It could be. It actually could be. Who knows? Really lovely track. And actually made number five in the Guardian's 50 best. Oh, the album made number five in the Guardian's 50 best of the year. But it's a beautiful, well, it's, yeah, it's exactly what everyone says. It's, it's hypnotic. It's a tale of courage and perseverance in the face of police brutality. I hadn't read the lyrics that deeply, but I'm, that's exactly what I'm going to go and do. I'm going to go and read them now because there is a line in there. We know it was murder. Yeah, I can, I can see that now. Look, for me, Salt Black Is was the album of the year, but it's so close to Run the Jewels 4. It was so close so difficult to choose between the two and that the timing of them both was frankly outrageously good and both of them were perfectly produced in my humble opinion and then the third album for me was Gorilla's Song Machine I thought it was absolutely superb so what were your three top albums of the year putting you on the spot here because we've not spoken about this well definitely Run the Jewels no doubt I would say in terms of albums. So Run the Jewels was definitely number one. Probably Dream in Colour, which is uh, Frank Moody's album. There's some songs in there that have come out previously, but that album came out early this year. Again, lots of good funk in there and well worth listening. Some, Like I say, some of it's slightly older, but that would probably be number two. And then my third album would probably, if you're pressuring me off the top of my head, would be uh, Disclosure's album, Energy. But could be a tie with Caribou. So they're both in there. Both of those two vying for third spot. That's brilliant. What I love about these top tens is, you know, unlike the Christmas one, I guess we're fishing in a smaller pool at Christmas, aren't we? We had the number of overlaps. We had no overlap. Well, we would have had one if we'd had 11 tracks each. I can't remember what my 11th track was, but I remember just whipping it out. There was absolutely no sentiment at all. I just went, oh, yeah, that's gone. I actually can't remember what it was. Sooner or later, you have to just go, right, who's dying? You're not coming in. Get out. But what was it? What did I? Oh, it might have been the psychedelic porn crumpets, Mr. Prism, actually. Or... I mean, surely they get in just for the name, right? For the name, you're right. They're the brilliant, it's a brilliant name. <laughs> they're, they're a brilliant name. Well worth listening to. It could have been Hall of Notes by Pan Amsterdam. Uh, was it that? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You're only allowed 10. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. No, but I'm, I'm frustrated that I can't. Oh, no, it was Asian Dub Foundation coming over here. It was Stuart Lee and Asian Dub Foundation. That was my number 11. And I just <laughs> slung it. Nice. Well, that's very enjoyable. There's a lot on your list that I need to listen to. So you'll have to send it to me as quickly as possible. And vice versa. I think we follow each other on Spotify. So you can probably see it on there. And then what I need to do then is I will, um, for those listening, I will pull those two lists together. And, uh, and similarly, the 10 will appear on Hot 10 at some stage in the next couple of weeks when it all comes out. Well, there'll be 20, won't there? That's the thing. That's your challenge, is you're going to have to explain a top 20 in your weekly top 10s. Uh, I put 20 in at Christmas and blamed it on you, so I expect I'll do exactly <laughs> the same thing. That's brilliant. Okay, my friend. Thank you, Pete. I really, really enjoyed that. No bother. Thank you. I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, yeah. Speak to you soon. Cheers, brother. Bye-bye.